I am obsessed with age. So in today's episode, I share a little bit about this idea that for me, somehow age means everything. And I, in the process of sharing for today, for this episode, I actually came across a couple of realizations so that I've, I found that helpful and, uh, you know, just explored this topic of aging it's a good follow-up to the previous conversation about longevity, so hope you find it interesting. Hi, this is Amjad, a simple, beautifully broken man living in a complex world. Join me as I navigate the dark and bright spots of life, sharing vulnerably and reflecting deeply along the way. May you find some benefit here that is through me, not from me. I must warn you to enter at your own risk, for in this room, my humanity is showing. Welcome, my fellow humans, to episode 53 of My Humanity is Showing. And today I am doing something very new for the first time. I am actually recording in a hotel room. I'm traveling for work and... um, I've actually taken all of my gear before, I think two or three times on trips and said, okay, I'll, when I get to the hotel room, I'll record. And I have not actually done that in any case. So this is the first time I'm actually doing it. So here we are. So hopefully the sound quality is, is okay. It's, I'm not in my usual setup, but I do have my equipment with me that I usually use. So maybe that will, maybe that's where all the difference is. Okay. Enough about that. So today I actually, it's it's interesting. I wanted to share about something that I've thought a lot about over the years, especially in the last 20, 25 years or so of my life. And that is this, the concept of aging. And in particular, just kind of reflecting a little bit on what my perceptions have been around that. So what reminded me was the other day I was getting ready to shave and I took out the blade and I reached for, instead of the shaving cream, I actually reached for the toothpaste (laughs) and was about to put toothpaste on my hand so I could smear it on my face uh, instead of shaving cream. And that, you know, that reminded me that when I was little, I want to say like five, six, seven, somewhere in that age range, maybe even, um, I I don't know, somewhere in that age range, I remember that I was so fascinated by the fact that my dad used to shave and he would put shaving cream on and then he would shave. And I don't know, just that whole concept was so fascinating. And I don't know if that's typical for a lot of young boys see their father shaving and imagine one day that, yeah, one day I will shave. And so I would, when my dad wasn't around, I would take toothpaste and smear it all over my face. And then I would use my toothbrush to pretend like I was shaving it off. And, uh, you know, just to replicate that process. And then later, you know, it uh, was kind of, Anyway, it's just, I, I, th- I find that so funny that I was so anxious to get to this chore of shaving. 
And uh, now I do everything I can to postpone, delay, avoid, prevent any kind of shaving. So I just find that uh, funny that, you know, at one point I was really into that. Which reminded me, so this whole, I'm just taking you on my stream of consciousness here as to what brought up the topic for today. And that was that in my, in, in that experience, it reminded me of when I, you know, I, I say this often that getting old is overrated. <laughs> and I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know what that means, but uh, I used to say like, you know, I, I said, well, I've, I've talked a lot about getting old in general as a negative thing. But what I have found is that getting, there's nothing wrong with getting old. I think it's, as I get older, if I combine that with poor health or poor health choices, that's when the issues come up. That's when I start having all kinds of aches and pains and in, in just loss of energy and stamina. And a lot of it comes from this just not taking care of myself and my body's not as resilient and flexible as it used to be. And so perhaps additional care is needed as I get older because I've seen videos and stories about people that are in their eighties, hundreds. I just, you know, in a previous episode, I was talking about longevity and uh, documentary in which they, there was actually one scene where they had these, all these guys that were like in their nineties and hundreds and they're like a thousand times better shape than me. I mean, they're doing stuff that I, there's no way I could do in terms of stretching and exercises and, and I'm thinking, wow, wow, here I am at 51 and I am in far worse shape. So I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with aging. It's just, uh, for me, it's been a challenging experience because I don't take care of my health. So I just want to put that out there first. And, you know, when I say it's overrated, it's, I, you know, I kind of, it's tongue in cheek. I'm joking. It's a, my poor excuse for humor, but really what I'm getting at is I remember being three when I was three years old is when I decided that the one goal in my life that I wanted to achieve, and that is that I wanted to get married and become a father. And everything that I have done from that point on in my life has been to that end about, you know, getting married, becoming a father, and then striving to be a better husband and a better, a better father. And that's been, that's been my biggest motivation in my life. It's the one thing that drives me. It's the one thing that gives me energy when I think about my wife and my kids. The second after that is probably, you know, wanting to be a good son and uh, striving to be a better son to my parents and to my in-laws or a better brother to my siblings or my wife's siblings. And so that, you know, kind of in that order. And then I guess maybe you could add later like a, a, a better employee, a better friend, a better member of society. But it really, the, it all starts for me with that idea of be better, being a better husband or striving to be a, a good husband and a good father. And that's been my motivation in life. And that's it. That's the reason I went to college because my parents told me if I didn't go to college, no woman in her right mind would marry me. 
And uh, so I went to college. And uh, so a lot of a lot of the works that I, a lot of the things that I've done have been around that focus. But when I was three, that I I just could not wait. I I kept thinking like, when am I going to get old, and when can I get married? And uh, sometimes I would have that thought, and then other times it was like, well, I'm three. When am I going to be five so that I can start going to school? Because I really wanted to go to school. And I remember my mom took me on sign up day, and. Uh, you know, my birthday just happened to line up in such a way that on the day they were registering everybody for kindergarten, I had not turned five yet. And they said, you have to be five on this day. And uh, my mom was like, yeah, but he's about to turn five. Why can't you take him now? And uh, they said, no, that's the rules. It's, this is the day. If it's If he's not five today, then he cannot register for kindergarten today. So I was so devastated that my mom signed me up for a preschool called Kitty College, K-I-D-D-I-E College, Kitty College. And uh, I used to get all dressed up for that thing. I think we had, I don't know if we had a uniform or if I just dressed, I mean, I dressed up like button down shirt and I got all excited about going to Kitty College. My grandmother used to make fun of me. There he goes, off to Kitty College, and uh, did that for a year. And in my mind, I thought that that met the requirement for kindergarten. So, And I, I believe my mom believed that also. So the following year, when we went back to the school, they said, oh, nope, sorry. He's old enough to start kindergarten now, but he's not old enough to start first grade and you that would count, but he would have to do that for two years, and then he could move into second grade. But since he only did one year, he can he has to go into first grade, and uh, or two years, and then yeah, whatever the kindergarten first grade. So no, then so he has to start kindergarten, and uh, you know I was again devastated, so I started kindergarten, and as a result, I was the oldest kid in my kindergarten. And pretty much throughout my whole education, I was always the oldest kid in my class, unless there was somebody who stayed back a year because of the way my birthday lined up. So I was always this, you know, the oldest kid. I'm the oldest kid out of my siblings. I'm the oldest kid out of all my cousins. I was the oldest kid in my grade for most of my life. And I didn't realize that as a result of some of that, I was developing this bias. But I'll come back to that. So following this change just a little bit further. So I couldn't wait to become five so I could go to kindergarten. Then once I got to that, I couldn't wait to be 10. And I forgot what was happening. No, eight. Something was happening at eight. And I remember eight being the next year that I was really fascinated about. Then I became eight. Then I couldn't wait to become 12 because then I could go to, you know, middle school. And then I couldn't wait to be 13 because then I would be a teenager. Then I couldn't wait to get to high school. And then I couldn't wait to get my first, get be 15 so that I could get my learner's permit. And I couldn't wait to be 16 so I could drive and get a car 
I couldn't wait to be 18 so I would be old enough to go off to college and and be an adult and be on my own. And I don't drink, so 21 really wasn't a thing for me. But I kept thinking, like, if I turn, once I graduate from college, which I believe it was about 21, 22, uh, then I'll be old enough to, at the, yeah, 22, 23, somewhere in that ballpark, that I'd be old enough to get married. So back full circle to the three-year-old wish. And you'll notice in that story, there's a common theme. And the theme is, I can't, couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to, I couldn't wait to get to this next age milestone. And it's, you know, it's funny because then I would, as I finally did get old enough and I started working and had responsibilities and all the adult stuff really kicked in. And then I started asking the question like, what was my hurry? Why was it in such a rush? Because now I'm driving, but I don't enjoy driving anymore. Now that I'm here and I've got a car, and now it's my responsibility. Actually, I remembered another one. When I was 11, one day to surprise my dad, I mowed the lawn by myself. Start, figured out how to start the lawnmower. Managed to pull the cord enough times to get it started. And uh, this was back before you could push a button and start a lawnmower. I had to pull. And uh, I did that several times. Finally got the lawnmower started. Mowed the lawn. My dad, just as my dad came home, I had finished. And he looked at it and he said, good. Now you can take over. And I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> I was just a one time. Like, I wanted to join you so that we could do this together. I wanted to be helpful. And I ended up uh, taking on that responsibility. So, you know, anyway, I digress with that one. But the point is that there was this, always this rush. And then when I got there, it wasn't as glamorous as I thought it was, you know, and now it's like, well, why was I in such a big rush? And I started thinking like, man, if only I had savored more of my youth instead of just constantly rushing to get, you know, to get to the next age milestone. And um, it's funny because just today, (laughs) just today I started thinking about, I was in a presentation this morning and they talked about that documentary that I mentioned in, in a previous episode about the blue zones and longevity. And um, I, and I started thinking like, man, and then I met someone, actually, this is what it was. I met someone today on this trip that I'm on at this conference. And I met someone who just, just retired like two months ago. And I caught myself thinking, I just realized this just now as I was recording, I'm recording this podcast that I thought to myself like, gosh, when am I going to be old enough to retire? I can't wait for that to come so that I can just retire and then do the stuff I really want to do. And, you know, I have to be honest when I was thinking about, or I have to be transparent. I don't like using that. I don't like saying like, Oh, I'm going to be honest with you because hopefully I'm always honest with you, but I'm going to be a little bit transparent here. I think it's a better, better way to say that. And that is that, um, you know, I, I'm not sure that this is the right 
or uh, this is a healthy way to look at the world. And I didn't, you know, I haven't really thought about that until just now, but I'm thinking this, just me recording this has been helpful for me because it shines a light on the fact that really what it, I guess what it boils down to is it's, am I content with where I currently am? Or have I always been waiting for the next chapter? And in the process, am I missing the chapter I'm in? It reminds me of, I, I think I may have mentioned this before, but the Adam Sandler movie, Click, where he gets this magic remote and he could fast forward things and then it just starts fast forwarding quickly through his life. And that's how I feel, like I'm always rushing to the next milestone. So let's say I reach retirement and now I'm old enough to retire and, you know, whatever that looks like. But maybe with it come other challenges, health concerns, different things that aren't currently on the radar, or maybe they, they're like not that significant right now and they just become more significant. But either way, why why am I not making the most of the time that I have now and truly enjoying and savoring these moments? And I guess that's my that's the message to myself, to my current me, my present me, to say, slow down and enjoy the phase that you're in now rather than, you know, just desperately waiting for the next chapter and the next chapter and the next chapter. So, and I guess this is the part where I was saying, like, I want to be transparent. What's funny about this is, I thought I had outgrown that that behavior until just now because I you know I don't remember catching myself doing that but I remember looking back and saying oh yeah I did that I did that I did that up until the point that I got married but really when I think about it I've done it all along and I still think that way my brain is still wired that way so it's it's a great reminder and a great highlight of how important for it is for me to pause and say, okay, let me just look at the current moment. So it's like a friend of mine says, that's a future me problem. But, uh, and there's things that I've been putting off. So this is another thing I do. I, I put things off because I'm like, oh, I'll deal with that when I'm retired. I'll deal with that in a couple years or when I'm not so busy at work or when I'm in a less busy job or fill in the blank. When, after we move and maybe when we're in a different house, that's when I'll do that. That's when I'll do that. And so I use that as an excuse to procrastinate. And by procrastinate, I mean like literally put things off for years because I'm waiting for that next milestone rather than just really seizing the day, that carpe diem, that, you know, <laughs> I'm thinking about good dead poet society, but just that idea that, you know, can I, can I live in the present moment? So now circling back to the bias thing that I mentioned earlier. So I took some, I took an implicit bias test. And I don't know if you've done one of those. There's quite a few, but it's, there's, uh, the one that I took was from, now I can't remember. But, um, you know, that implicit, that, I did that implicit bias test. And what came out of that was the fact that I have an implicit bias about age. And that in particular, like as soon as I saw it, I understood what it was saying. And that for me, 
somehow age represents knowledge and ability because there's this underlying factor in my brain that says if someone is older, then they automatically are wiser. They have more experience, they have more knowledge, they have, they've been around longer. I've used that on my kids a lot. I use that on friends and coworkers like, oh yeah, but I'm older than you. And then when I meet somebody who's older than me, I just automatically defer to them. And, you know, I mean, uh, almost like, I don't know what the right word is, like I defer to them and I, I, I don't want to say afraid of is not the right word, but this, there's just this level of respect to their experience. And in this, you know, once I realized that, I've really been trying to pay attention, particularly at work about it. And I realized recently, like I have, there's some, some folks that I work with now that are far younger than me that have proven to me that they understand things in ways that I don't even understand them yet. And I'm at least, I'm close to double their age, if not double, but close to double. And, uh, you know, or somewhere along those lines. And I have, I have quite a few years and then a couple of decades in some cases. I mean, some of these folks that I work with are just a few years older than my children. Yet they're so intelligent and thoughtful and insightful and wise. And, you know, things that I've seen them do, it's really challenged that bias that I have, that implicit bias or that deep understanding of, you know, and like I said, it, and when, by implicit bias, what that means is this wasn't a conscious thing that was going on inside of me. I didn't realize until I took the test that that was even happening. And then as I've reflected back on it, it's like, oh, there it is. So I guess the moral of that story is that one, it's really helpful to take those kinds of assessments to get an idea of, of where I am so that it points me in a direction to say, okay, here's something that you believe to be true that may be worth challenging. And so that, you know, that I guess the first part. And the second one is that, you know, just about age in general, this whole idea of, oh, I'll wait till this, I'll wait till that. I can't wait till, uh, because in my mind, maybe there's a connection that I want to get to that point. So I have that experience and that knowledge. And then I, you know, I've said this all the time, like I've been waiting for my hair to turn gray because I believe that that will automatically make people respect me when my, when I have a head of a head full of gray hair, unfortunately my hair is not really turning gray. My beard is, but my head is not really turning gray. Uh, instead it's just all falling out, (laughs) but it, but what's interesting about that is my perception that I need that I need white hair or a white beard or I need something that shows my age so that people look at me and say, oh, he's so wise. He's like an old wise man. And something I've always aspired to toward, always. I know there's people that go through midlife crises and they do all kinds of surgery and and all kinds of things to make themselves appear younger. And I've always tried to highlight the fact that I'm older and if anyways, make myself look even older or seem even older so that I will earn that respect. And there's a lot, so there's a lot 
here, I guess if I'm summarizing this whole entire episode, it's really about my obsession with age. <laughs> I'm obsessed with age. Yeah, that's a good title for the episode today. I was trying to think of what to call this. Like I'm obsessed with age, with with go, getting older. And um, anyway, a couple of takeaways that I got out of today's reflection. One, what's the hurry? <laughs> Just pause. Two, age is not, it's just a number. It doesn't necessarily mean that people without age, without many years, would not have those insights or those reflections or those inputs, uh, or that they, people with that doesn't matter, automatically guarantee that they will. So, you know, this is a real opportunity for me to pause and reflect on that. All right. Uh, I think I've that was a good discussion. So I'm going to stop there and switch to the random message of the day. And I brought my little... <laughs> I don't have it in my normal box that I have it in, but what I did is I put them all in a Ziploc, the fortune cookie messages. So I will reach in here, see if I can get a random one. Hence the random message of the day. Random episode, message of the episode. So let's see. Here comes one. I dropped a bunch out. Uh, all right. Here we go. The greater part of inspiration is perspiration. <laughs> so this is basically what this is saying is that, uh, you know, I don't know what this is saying, actually. I, I For a second, I read it as like, you know, to get achievement, there needs to be perspiration. So in other words, you know, you have to work hard, sweat, and then you can get things. But I'm, I'm thinking about what's the connection between inspiration and perspiration. And I have to say, I personally, my experience is very different. I find that inspiration is the opposite of perspiration. So the more effort and energy I put into getting inspired, the less likely I'm, I am to get inspired. So for me, inspiration comes from being, being calm and still. It comes out of a place of meditation and really reaching into the universe, connecting with my higher power and asking for that inspiration. And that's when I get inspired and I, and new ideas and thoughts and reflections. So in a lot of ways, like, you know, for example, like when I record these podcast episodes, I try really hard to reflect on it in a very, uh, like, uh, releasing control and then letting the conversation flow or the share, the reflection flow so that it's not something that I'm pushing out and forcing out it's something that's just flowing through me out. So hence the idea of, I hope what you get here is through me, not from me. So yeah, interesting, interesting quote. I, like I said, my experience is the opposite of that. So with that, we'll wrap it up and I will, you know, say thank you for listening. And if you, again, as always, if you found something here that's beneficial, I hope you come back. Take care.